Well, welcome to the Living Brightly Podcast. I've got Nate and Ross with me again and my husband, and we're going to have some chats. We just had dinner, so we're all full and sassy, so here we go. Bold. Bold. So big. And I, that's who I am. I don't no, know. Yeah, again, I mean, you know, I'd be holding back who I truly am. I, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's weird. It's like, it, it's almost like playing games. Like, I even find myself doing that. I go on a first date, and I'm all well-reserved and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, I, I get to this point where I start to get comfortable, and I'm like, who the hell is this? You know what I mean? It's because, like, most people can't, and you're, you, like, you're not going to be able to handle me first go. Let's just be honest. You yeah, know what I, mean? Like, I mean, I can see you finding somebody in a small group like you have to be in a in a yeah, somebody mutually who, social somebody who falls for you is probably gonna get to know you right i think you have to, there probably won't be a first date. right you i think it's one of those things where you like if you guys were in a small group right how do you find those well small groups are not hard but <laughs> the small group with the girl that you're going to marry that could be a little yeah <laughs> I, I think finding a small group in general is hard you know what i mean so it's like i don't know we're also stuck in our beliefs you know like I'm not willing to, to to sacrifice my morals and values to go find a woman. Unfortunately, it well, seems like that's what we would have to do. Like it's like okay, this whole well, we're gonna talk about morals and values, or we're gonna talk about gray areas of belief. Welcome to Living Brightly with Elaine Cross, and we are continuing our second dinner at the Crosses. This is the third installment, episode 32. Let's get to it. Okay, the difference between morals and values and your beliefs okay so there's how do you get saved jesus birth punishment death, on the cross death, death, death and resurrection, and resurrection yeah. right that's it you you believe you commit you you say you be lord of my life i won't be lord because you're either a slave to sin or you're a slave to god i'd rather be a slave to god so okay that's that's salvation that's a no give zone that's that's a paramount being committed to a church, being committed to developing your relationship with God, being committed to developing yourself on your journey to be more like Christ. Those are those are no-give zones. Those are black and white. You've got to have that. If you don't have it, you're out. Not not entertaining anything further. Right. Hey, you're not going to date a Buddhist or something, you know. It's like right. it's just thing at work. Right. So what you're saying is you want somebody who aligns with your theology. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. But my my theology in my mind is very simple. You know, I believe the Bible and nothing else. Unfortunately, like we live in a world where we live in a, a lukewarm church environment. And it seems like 90% of the churches that have women are a lukewarm church. You know, it's like it's packed full of women. Gorgeous women everywhere you turn. You know what I'm saying? But I have an issue with their doctrine. You know, it's like I go in there and they're talking about, you know, it, I'm not even going to get into They like, talk about anything. They talk about anything to make anybody happy. You know what I mean? And I'm not about that. You know what I mean? I mean, I remember. Well, they talk when, about all kinds of things. When COVID happened. They talk about all kinds of things. Right. When COVID happened, they, they talk had about a, to make some particular person happy. Right. They make sure everybody. They don't preach on sin too much. Or anything specific for that matter. You know, like they don't have anything specific. You know what I mean? But never mentioned the devil. Uh, besides gospel, that. like I don't I don't think they stand on anything. Like they don't stand on nothing. You I don't know. know. I like, mean they, they, they'll entertain whatever anybody's got to well, say. Personally, they have very strong beliefs, but yes, yes, from the 
stage, yes, they, they try to please all people. I think that's like we're coming from a fundamental Baptist church. Where it's with, not about pleasing people, it's about pleasing the Lord. With very black and white. Well, the fundamental of Baptist church is also very much about brimstone, fire, fire hell. And brimstone, yeah. Kind of, yeah. No, it is. And that's where you get the whole... See, I see love in it too, though. I'm not saying there's not love in it. What I'm saying is it's a very unique perspective. But, you know, whenever you get one perspective, you miss out on all the other facets. I, I think that's what it comes down to, though, is that, you know, we go off of the King James Bible. It's our belief, you know, and preaching on sin and we're old timer music, but it, I don't think that's a deal breaker. But yeah, I can kill us with the, music. The, the problem is there is no women in it. Right. So like, to woman, find a woman, you sure have to kind of put that the King James Bible on the back burner. You have to put the. Uh, all of it. The fire, fire and brimstone, the sin, just preaching on sin, which isn't all bad. You need to, you should hear that every now and then. Right. But it shouldn't be the only thing right. you eat. For which sure. It's not. It's not. Elaine can give you multiple examples of a church that seems lukewarm, like you said. And as soon as they, you get into these smaller groups, they're on fire. Oh, I bet. Yeah. It seems pretty lukewarm, but she she did the Bible studies. Yeah. These people are holding hands and praying on each other. And- I bet. I believe that. I, I tried. Yeah. Like, you want to be 100% honest about it? Like, I reached out to Redemption personally and was like, hey, like, I'm a guy that doesn't have a whole lot of time trying to get involved in a young, like, a young adults group. And they're like, are you a member of the church? I'm like, well, no. Like, you know, I'm real busy, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Which, again, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a member of Baptist church. But, and I'm never going to change that, you know, just to be 100% honest because I enjoy that. And that's like, I, that's where I get my most spiritual growth. You know what I mean? Like, I, I guess I'm past the point of like, let's just preach on salvation. Like, I want to dig deep into the word. You know what I mean? The true word of God. He, and he's, to, he's happy at the church he's at. Yeah, I am. But there are no women there. Right. So, but they wouldn't even women, entertain it. They're like, for, they're like, you're not a member of church. Forget it. So, in order to find women, he has to put that. I'd have to like put m- my. Right. Right. And then it's like, so that that's convicting for me. And there's nothing wrong with redemption. No. He, he's just. I'm saying that as an excuse or as an example. Right, right. I understand that. Maybe you need to join a bowling league. (laughs) Like bowling. (laughs) But I get what you mean. Yeah, I don't know. But like you said, though, he he even said it the other day. It's like if they have a Bible study, if you can get into a Bible study where you have the the fire on fire Christians in there that are actually take the word for, you know. You see that with the Catholics. Very seriously. You do. I mean, the Catholics preach the 12 precincts and you're like, what the heck? Right. You know what I mean? But then, you know, I, I know people that are in small groups of Catholic churches and the way they talk about Christ and the Holy Spirit, it's like, these people are on fire. Right. So like, you know what I'm saying? You would never know that by going to Sunday mass. Because I think, you that's, know what I, mean? I think that's the point with. And we kind of, ours, ours does the same, same thing. In a, and to a certain extent on a Sunday morning, you're not, you're not, you're not going to hear the same message you hear on a Sunday right. morning as a Sunday night. Well, because or a Wednesday yeah, night. because you're, there's a target for right. the, the average person that's, that's visiting a church were, is going to come on fire and brimstone, go to our church on a Wednesday night. Go to Wednesday night. You, get, you know what I mean? Well, no, I know. I, so it's the, the same thing if they have a lukewarm message at a Sunday morning at Re- Redemption. If they right. did have a Bible study or if they did have a, a evening service, it's probably more serious. It could be more intimate. They wouldn't even let me in. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know well, do they have I, services like, I, I'm just saying, not Redemption. Do they have a Wednesday night? No. I think the difference is... <laughs> <laughs> We're like, we talked his girlfriend into it and everything. We're like, hey, so like, would you go to Redemption with us if, if we could go every Wednesday? And she's like, oh yeah, sure. It's like, they don't even got one. <laughs> I, 
We were going to ask you about that. So, uh, so I think this is part of the society's problem. And I think this is part of religion problem. See, I don't want problems. I want answers. Okay. I'm trying to get there. I'm going to, I'm going to lay out the problem. Then I'm going to offer the solution. Show me the way. <laughs> I think we put way too much effort and value and stock in the Sunday morning service. When you read Acts and it talks about they gathered together on the seventh day or the the first day of the week because that was the day that Jesus rose again and they worshiped and they shared testimony. That's what Sunday service started as. It was not the place that you learned. It was not the place that you got saved. It was not the place that you grew in your faith. That was all done in small group, in one-on-one, in whatever, right? Sunday morning was for believers, people who already knew, people who were already saved, people who already had something to share would come in and, okay? And I'm not saying that what we have now as Sunday morning church, what we call the church, and we talked about this before, the the church- The church is the whole body. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that we don't go to Sunday morning. What I'm saying is if we look to Sunday morning church as our only tether to other believers or to God or to learning, we're missing out on 90% of what God has to offer. I think the better solution is like the small group. And and I've talked about Which we're totally on board with, but how do you find one of those? Well, and I've even talked about starting one here. And and one of the big deals is I don't want it to be necessarily aligned with the church, even though the church desperately needs people to to have more groups because they don't have enough groups because they have too many members. Really? Great. Like, sign me up. Can we get a group going? You know what I mean? Because they won't let me in. I don't know. Not too many. I've been barred. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. And I think there's a lot to that. I think there's too many people that are not, you've got friends at church, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of people at your church you don't know that well. And your church is not huge. Think about where there's 2,500 members. Yeah, people walk by each other every day and never even talk to them. Never even talk to them. And there's no way they could. And I think that's one of the problems or one of the downfalls is that it's the same as any large church and i would consider it a mega church you get over 300 people it's a mega church in my opinion it's a big church that's yeah. a huge church because it's just it's not like yakima temple but it's big well right but it's there's so many people there how do you how do you minister to those people right and and like i said they're looking for small group leaders because they don't have enough small groups that church has let's just say 2000 members and i'm sure it's more than that probably they not everybody only, they comes every week have, either. They're, they're a type of church where, like, you know, you're also got the people that come, like, every four weeks type of thing. So you're not even only, seeing a full representation every Sunday of who's there. Exactly. But they only have 20 small groups. And small groups are for 12 to 15 people. Yeah. It's a problem. That's a problem. That's a huge problem. Because where are not those... Not for me. Not if you got a small, young... <laughs> Single. The point is, the point is, where where are these people getting fed? 
Are they getting fed? Are they learning how to read their Bible? Are they learning how to study their Bible? Are they learning how to, because you can't, I mean, yeah, you can go over the basics of it. Sunday morning, you can do a sermon on yeah, how to yeah. read the Bible, but you're not learning how to read the Bible from a Sunday sermon. Oh, I mean, I first learned you with can. you guys at Akron Baptist Temple. What was that? Was it called class? What was that? Sunday school? Sunday school. Sunday school. Remember yeah. we used to read with uh, ABF Adult Bible Fellowship. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, that was right. I, I liked that more but than that service. Was, that was a small group because there were only ten people in the room, right. and you huge. could ask real questions. Man, huge. I'm dealing with this. I don't know what to do. Could you pray? Oh, let's pray about it. You know, or even just reading through the scripture, and you're like, wait, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, like, what, 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 was what, that? Do you, what do you what do you say? It's like, no, I don't, I don't see that. But well, think about it. you know, it's like you just being able to bounce the stuff was awesome. Exactly, and I think that's where real church is supposed to happen. That's where real growth is supposed I to happen. That. That's and that's what you need. Because even our small group, it's not like it's not open discussion, which is that's that's what I've been missing. I think since Akron Baptist Temple, you know, like right. at the ends of Akron Baptist Temple, you know, I got really involved in Dad's small group, which was like I don't know. Of course, I fit in, but it's like you know, divorced men. You know, oh. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like, yeah. but we would. I mean, we we tear up the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was it was awesome because like we could get real intellectual and it's like, you know, again, it was it was open, it was an open forum. You know, where like we have a young adults group at our church, but in all intents and purposes, it's like an, it's like another it's like another sermon from the associate pastor. Right. Yeah. You just sit there and listen. It you know is. I mean? like, yeah. Right. And that's not talk, like you might we do a little bit. But it's like joking and like yeah. it, right. we're not tearing into scripture and like right. getting deep, like because in a true small group, it's flexible enough that if you walk in because your dad, because you work for your dad and your dad's being an idiot and, and you're just not sure how to handle it because you know you need to honor your father, but you know he's also wrong and the company is struggling. Have these conversations. Right. The whole, whatever was planned for that night can be totally set aside and go, okay, let's talk about what it means to honor your parents. Let's talk about what it means to be right. fiscally responsible. Let's talk about, you know, and, and even though it wasn't on the table. Yeah, bust out the concordance. Let's just big. do it. Yeah. Let's just, let's just look at it. Let's just, you know, because you are going to get direct help, but the rest of us are also going to get a greater understanding of these, these ideas so that we can learn from the struggle you're in that either can prevent us from having a similar struggle or prepare us for a similar See, struggle. I think that we would benefit tremendously from that. And I think other people would benefit from us tremendously being in, a group. Right. Being in the group as well. You know what I mean? Because we have a total different mindset on a lot of things. Right. And we've all, we've been through a lot for our age. You know what I mean? So it's like we have a different, I guess. But again, we don't have no one to share any of that stuff. Redemption right. has a, a young adult night. Yeah. How do you right. get into that? I don't know if it's called. It's not the Wednesday night. That's why we said there's no Wednesday night thing. But right. there's mm. a young adult thing. Right, but and they're I, I saying you got to go. You got to be a member. But I think uh, it's called Next or something. Got to be a member. Yeah, I don't think well, you do. I, I tried to join the thing on Facebook and they like denied. It me. doesn't necessarily have to be redemption. I, no, I guess you're just you. Well, we just know there's a lot of young attractive right. women. I mean, Jeff made, himself, Jeff made himself welcome at the church. Yeah, people Who? like Raymond. Yeah, but he went there. He he attended Sunday morning too. I don't know if they he ever did. Jeff Rhodes then? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. So he just came, he was coming into different uh, meetings with us. Well, he was married at the time, so. Was he? Okay. What about that Riverwood? I don't know. Something like. They don't have that many members, though. The problem is. We almost want all the members. You need to find a woman. 
Right. You want to die. You're you want not to... at our church. Right. But we don't want to leave our church. Right. I understand. Right. So lately, all right. So here's my issue that I've gotten to, or like my thesis that I've gotten to, if I'm 100% honest about it. I So I had been on, I don't know, I'd been on some dates and stuff like that, like looking at Hinge and, and all these, trying to, I don't know, be friendly with this 21st century dating, whatever you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. the... What I've come to realize or what I've come to think or feel is that I've been going about the whole thing wrong. Let's take a break. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast and find value in what you hear, all I ask is you turn that value into a number and go to ElaineCross.com and make a donation. I freely provide my time, talent, and treasure to publish it, but I need your help to continue to provide this for you. I know people need to hear this. So I won't set up a paywall or subscription level. I refuse to be beholden to advertising corporations that control the content. You are who I want to serve. So help produce the next episode to spark the light in someone else to push back against the chaos of darkness, one person at a time. Go to ElaineCross.com. That's E-L-A-Y-N-E. Cross as in Jesus died on the cross dot com. And make a donation. Then send a note to me at donation at elainecross.com. Let's continue. You know, and it's like, I, it almost feels, maybe this is God, the Holy Spirit convicting me. It almost feels like I'm trying to push. It's like, I'm not being patient and I'm pushing past God. And it's like, I'll just go find a wife Mm. type of thing. You know what I mean? So, So it's like, I guess the realization that I've come to have lately is, all right, if we're honest, you're reading the scripture. The Bible says that a wife is more precious than rubies and gold, uh-huh. and and a loving wife comes from the Lord, right? From okay. nowhere else, right? So if if God's the one who actually provides you a wife, all right, and they're to be cherished over almost everything besides your relationship with Christ, with Him, right? Um, then the first step to trying to find a wife should be to seek Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I guess I've been. Convicted again. Uh, we're good. Well, with, we're good with conviction. So, right. Um, I've been convicted about the fact. It's like, okay, well, I'm out here on hinge trying to talk to women, and I ain't been in my Bible in four weeks. Mm. It's like, well, why is God gonna bless me with a wife if I can't even read His Word? Why wouldn't He? You know, I'm not saying He can't. Right. But I'm just saying, like, I'm not giving Him the best choices. You know, the best. Uh, not giving myself the best. Again, it's like okay. I'm not. I'm not downplaying the value of reading your Bible. I know because I I know where you're getting at, and that's the grace thing that I have a trouble with. Right. And I mean, it's to say that like you have to be a certain way for God to bless you. I'm not saying that that's the case, but what I'm saying. Well, and I'm is, also saying that you don't have to just read your Bible to be in relation with God. Too. No, but what I'm saying is, is I've been distant. Right. Period. Right. You know, like ever since we got overly convicted, like we haven't been going to church as much, we haven't been praying as much, haven't been in my Bible really at all. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, you know, if there's a problem in your life, chances are if you go to church, talk to God, and you read your Bible, you're going to figure it out. I mean, those are the first steps of figuring out anything in this world. You know what I mean? Seek the Lord first. You know what I mean? I haven't been doing any of those. So, like, I've almost taken a step back from this whole thing. Here's the thought I just had. Did it hurt very much, Adam, when God took his rib out? How much pain did that cause? Oh. None. None? 
he anesthetized him. He put him to sleep. <laughs> and then he, he they didn't have they didn't have anesthesia. He healed his side. Where yeah, I think he was. He I think he him. was going to something like that. I'll bet you there was a lot of pain. I guess what he's getting at is it's not easy. It's not easy. No. And I, I don't expect it to be easy. But I guess I've been the only reason I'm saying that is I've pulled back. I'm trying to go to the only thing that I know. Like, I don't know what's the right answer, to be honest with you, to find a, a, a godly wife. I found a husband in Acme's parking lot. So, you know, I mean, right. you never know. I and mean, I'm not saying that, that it could happen, however. But I know one thing to be true, and that's that nothing's going to hurt and that it's going to do nothing but good for me to get back in my Bible, mm-hmm. to get back into church, and to get back talking to God. Yeah, absolutely. Period. So that's like, that's been my focus. You know what I mean? And whatever happens, happens. You know, again, just going back to, you know, which it seems stupid because like ever since I broke up with Alexa, I've just been working. It's like a, for the last five years, I've been trying to just be myself, whatever. Well, I mean, but this I told therapy. I, I, I've been trying to, I've been trying to be better as but a But that's person. what I told you when you broke up with her. I told you, you need to learn to live with yourself. And you need to be the best man you can be to attract the best woman for you. Well, yeah, the woman that I wanted. That's exactly what I told you when you broke up with her, when you came over here and you were having a bad day because, you know, it had been three days or something. And it's like, you had never lived alone. No, you're right. That's something that was hard. That was hard in itself. But that makes you more. Yeah, I just want to talk about therapy. That just go back to my childhood. No, that we I mean, talk about that too. It's like I think the only reason we have such strong emotions towards women is because we've never had much of a strong relationship with anyone in our entire life. Except me. <laughs> Not even. I mean, I, I hate to be like that, I but know, let's just be I like. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when we were six years old, or when I was six years old, you got divorced with my dad. Uh huh. You know, and it's like I was by myself ever since. You know, why did I think I was a grown ass man at fourteen? You know, because I had been by myself my entire life. Or you thought you were by yourself. I I was alone. You were very, very independent. Independent. Very much well, like and, your dad. And, and we, and I, I always, I guess I don't know. Growing up, I seen families like like what your your girlfriend has. You know what I mean? Like you see these families, and it's like they're real tight. You know, and like they super close. They, yeah. they love each other. They see each other yeah. like four times a week. They can't go. They, they they can't go four days without having dinner like together. Parents were together you know what I mean? for like you know they're still together. You know, and for us it's like a foreign concept. It's like I haven't yeah. seen I haven't seen Madison in, in nine months. It's like what's she about yeah. to? I don't know. I know. I, Do you care? It's like not really. I guess it's just how we grew up. I I, I work you know? with my dad, but it's like I don't I don't work. I don't really talk to him. You know, I, I, like not much. He'll be like, you talk to your sister. It's like no. And it's been like that since day one. You lived with your mom, but like you were, you did your, I mean, you did your own thing. Yeah. You know, so I think we just, we just never had really any good relationships in our lives. I shouldn't say good relationships. We had good relationships. Like, obviously you and dad were both Christians. And like looking back now as being older, like I wouldn't be half the person I am now without you guys having your personal relationships with Christ. But what I'm saying is, is like, well, but we didn't I wasn't have... telling you everything. Yeah, I mean, no, like, I, I, no. we, I didn't talk to you about nothing. And I had you, a yeah. very similar youth, whatever, you know, growing up experience. My parents were married, but on paper or whatever, you know, 
I was always left to my own devices, my own, you know, and, and I tried to do more and better with you guys, but my starting point was pretty low, pretty bad. So any amount of improvement was a big improvement, but it was still so far from Which again, like a healthy I'm not home talking life. crap about that. No, I understand. I understand. And it does mess with your interpersonal relationships, which is why, like, when I got divorced from your dad, I had people literally telling me, just go out and find a new guy. Go, I mean, like, immediately. I mean, just, and I, and I remember telling them, it's like, I won't even date for two years. They thought I was crazy. They thought I was absolutely crazy. I was like, no, I won't even date. I don't even want to think about dating for at least two years. How can you do that? You know, you got to get back on that horse and you got to, you know, and I'm like, hey, you're young with kids. You got to figure have, it out. I have four kids and I'm leaving a totally destructive relationship. I can't say it's all him. We were in this together and there's something screwed up in me that would allow this kind of relationship to develop, you know, to what it is. And if I jump in now, I'm just going to drag it into. I'm going to jump out of the frying pan into the fire right. proverbially. And, and statistics wise supported that idea. You know, it's just, if you're, if your head's not straight, you're, you're going to go back into the same kind of thing, which is why I told you, you've got to live by, with yourself because I had to do that. Even though I had you four kids, it was like the first time I was really I, responsible for everything, you know, responsible for the house, responsible for you guys, responsible for, you know, whatever. And it, it's a process to I think that's why like, and, and it impacts your relationship with God because we can't help but relate our human interpersonal relationships to this relationship with God who you can't see, you can't touch, you can't, you know, it's not like he sits down next to you and, and hey, hey, God, come on and join the podcast. And he puts his two cents in as we share, you know, I mean, he's here, but it's not like we can see him or touch him or hear him or, you know, all these things. And it really impacts without even knowing it, how you relate to other people and even how, like for me, I would push people away <laughs> because it was safer to have people at arm's length and have them close because I had not been treated great by people around me. You know, I hadn't been treated by great by my siblings. I hadn't been treated, you know, there were lots of reasons for me to keep people at a great distance. I get it. You know, right. I'm sure you do. I mean, I was completely opposite, but... It was it was the same thing, but I was opposite. But it but it was almost like you know I keep pulled, your enemies closer so yeah. that they can't get you right. Well, exactly. I, I pulled everybody in because I was like I don't care if they treat me like crap. I just want somebody to love me. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> well, yeah. and I did, and I would do the same thing. Yeah, I don't know, oh, yeah. catastrophic, you right. know. And like, I think that's why your dad and I even got together because it was we were both at a point where this is normal and this is this is something that I need so desperately. Now I know it wasn't normal, it wasn't healthy, and God would provide that what I needed when I was more ready to get it. And 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 I had grown a lot, but you know, and I've told you this before. I didn't really understand love. I didn't really understand even a slight amount of what a normal relationship was until I started dating Monty. Right. 
And when, when he and I got together and, and, and he went through a lot of it and he's just been so patient as God has really just peeled off a, a bunch more layers of stinking thinking for no other way to put it in the way that I expected people to behave, which is kind of like that, that trust thing. It's like I expect people <laughs> to behave this certain way. Your demand for I'm going to be totally honest no matter how it, you know, how it, it goes, you know, and if, if she likes me, you know, or not, I'm just going to be honest is another way to protect yourself to say, well, but I was honest with you. And it might be because you've been manipulated or lied to or whatever. Trust issues. Yeah. yeah trust issues. <laughs> you sure, know, yeah. but it's also almost like putting a time bomb in your relationships because it's, it's the same thing. You and you brutal honesty is brutal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you anticipate her act in a specific way, and sometimes she doesn't act the way you think that right. she should or she would. Or well, because she, like, right. it, and and in most of his cases, he's, it's not wrong. It's like if she actually loved you, like would she be doing that? You know, right. like you know, it's like would she be going out and well, dancing? I'm, I'm trying to, to be understanding, like I, right, you know, right. He's been more than understanding. It's it's a tough situation, right? It's not like it's an easy situation, and, and I'm not. The only thing tough about it is because she broke up with some dude. After six years. Right. Yeah. And we started talking a month after. Right. Right. It's, not, probably... like, it's not like that's something to just, oh, whatever, you know. Right. Like, that is a that is. It is an it issue. Is. And it was probably too soon. And you don't want to be the rebound guy. But you right. don't want to be the guy that's just dumped on either. You know what it's. Right. And, 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 I, and I'm, it, nothing she's doing is intentional. Right. You know, it's like. I, it, They've gotten to a point where they both obviously like the things that they see in each other but it's not any easier <laughs> people say uh, what was that saying right right person wrong time right i just think that's trash i don't know i it, i don't know i think it, I'm, you got to be understanding right you have to be unless you're willing to lose them and i'm not so i i don't know right. what are you going to do you, you just see what happens right you know Calm yeah, down. I, calm I, down. I think she is a good Try girl. Try to stick it I out. It, I, I think it could I, work great. Yeah, I think she's if, great. If it could just get past, you just got to get past it. Right. Like, so just stick it out, you know? That's part of relationships. Don't give it up. We, right. got, we got a thing, you know? We'll figure it out. Right. That's all you can do. Right. I I don't know. Like you said, it's like, honestly, what you said earlier. It's like, if you're both in it, right. you're both willing to stick it out. Some days it's going to be easy. Some days it's going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. Yep. It's not going to be perfect right away, but to be honest with you, at the other end of that, if you if we do get through this, which I, I you know I pray we do, I think we'll be so much better off than some other couples that have never had a hard time. Yeah, they never went through. You know what I mean? The trial or right. whatever you. Were so talking. I think there is. Well, and you. I can, see light at the end of the tunnel. Right, and if if she's sounds like she's from a healthier family, she's right. got some better roots maybe than you right. do. Um, and, and her being patient with you oh, is, yeah. is just as, because it is. I would get mad at him yeah. because he wouldn't react to me. Yeah. And you know, I would get all yeah. worked up over something and he would just sit down and watch yeah. TV or something. And, well, and then I would go in the other room mind. and it's like, yeah. why doesn't he care enough to get frustrated or something? You know and It's like. And he'd be like, "Well, it wasn't any big deal. I didn't, was, I, wasn't worth getting frustrated about." Exactly. And then, you know, then I could realize, "Oh, 
it wasn't really worth getting frustrated about. But right. I didn't know how to, to right. think that way. But he did. Oh, I, I'm you the know? same and way. So even though I would get mad yeah. at him and he's just like. I have very little parts of that in my life. And I think most of them I learned from my I think so. It's like, eh, whatever. Like <laughs> some stuff is just like, eh, whatever. You know? as, as understanding as I got to be with it, she's, yeah, it's got to be the same from her too. And she, I think she knows that. I, I'll, I'm going to get upset sometimes. I'm not, I don't want to. I don't want to make a big deal of it. You know what I mean? I'm trying not to, but I can't help it sometimes. Right. It's like, well, uh, I don't like this. You know what I mean? Right. Because he's the same way. He wears his heart. Yeah. Sure. It's like, oh, I don't like this. I wish you would do this or something. You know, it's like, maybe she can't do that right now. Right. It is what it is. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Give and take. You know, I mean, I don't know. I'm not willing to lose her, and I don't think she's willing either, so. That's good. It is what it is. You know, that's where it starts. Yeah, Yeah, we should probably on it. I do too. Well, this has been good. Thanks for joining me. And uh, we might end this here and we'll start another segment. And uh, we'll continue on. Do you want to start or further develop a relationship with Jesus? Go to elainecross.com slash Jesus and download the free ebook, Connecting to Your True Power Source. It covers connecting with Jesus, choosing a Bible, how to pray, and finding a church home and more. Again, that's elainecross.com forward slash Jesus.